0: Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. This is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, and you're in Soul Talk. Thank you for being here. and let me present you someone very special that she lives in, in, very, oh, in the same zone that I am. And, uh, and her name is Dina Zab- Zabnani. I mm-hmm. hope I say it right. Yes. She's a certified happiness coach, writer, public speaker, and human connector. A citizen of the world. Dina's primary purpose in life is to make the world a better place in allowing people to be authentic and providing them with the skills to uh, to live a joyful life and the rest i would like to she present with uh, with you guys because she's really really extraordinary she have traveled the world and she i want to she share all that with you and she have a certification in one of my favorite sub, uh, subjects that it is theta healer and we want to know everything about her so Dina, thank you for accepting my invitation for Soul Talk, and please tell us uh, more about uh, all your successes and what you have done, and um, your book also.
1: Awesome! I love how you say that. Tell us about your successes. I love it. Uh, it already puts people into like this good space. But like you said, my name is Dina Subnani, and. Uh, currently living in Edinburgh, Texas, right where you are. But originally I was born in the Philippines, raised in Hong Kong, lived in LA, New York, uh, Santa Barbara, San Francisco, Dubai, and been in Texas for now six years. And I've traveled to about 26 countries. Um, A little bit about me, I grew up in a very spiritual household. I'm Indian by ethnicity. Both my parents are from India. Um, And although like my religion is Hinduism, I didn't grow up in a house that was very religious. My dad uh, was a very spiritual man, very self-actualized and followed a guru that believed in a universal brotherhood that I grew up with the theory. There is one creator of all that is, and that we are all love that we shouldn't judge others on what they look like on what they eat on how they dress at that at that soul level we are the same and so in our spiritual congregation when we met each other you know how indians do the namaste right but when we meet each other we literally touch each other's feet So that to say that there is no ego, it doesn't matter if the person is old or young, is a judge, or the person who cleans the street. We are literally the term of I see the divine within you and cutting off the ego about status and age and all of that. And so I grew up in a household like that. I actually did my first healing course Oh, it was 33 years ago when I was 15 years old. I did the Japanese healing art of Mahikari. Um, And so I learned how to channel energy through my hands. And you would give energy to the other person, right, in their third eye. And so at 15 years old, I'm learning about concepts. And this uh, was in the early 90s. So learning about concepts like energy and uh, crystals and all sorts of things, it wasn't new to me. I didn't, I didn't have an awakening to be on a spiritual journey. There was nothing like traumatic in my life, and suddenly, you know, I had to find out I was born <laughs> with this innate knowledge that I had this connection to a creator and the awareness of us being energetic beings. I remember when I was young and I looked back at it in awe, my father, when people would be sick, he would just ask them for a glass of water and literally pray into the water, right? And I would always think as a young child, What's he doing? It's just water. It's not medicine. And he would just pray. And now years later, you have Dr. Emoto talking about, uh, you know, how you can set intentions in your water and science, the studies being done that you can see water that's filled with good, loving words being beautiful crystals. But if you, you speak bad into it, it's, it misshapen. And so things like that I grew up with and I thought everybody knew about. And it was really interesting to me, like when people were not aware of these things that were so natural to me.
0: Yes, I, I understand. I, I come from a family of healers. I ah, love it. And even if it was uh, not as common because they were I was born and raised a Catholic. Mm. And, uh, but I, I call myself that I divorced from the church when I was 21. When I opened my school metaphysics in Veracruz, but uh, yes, I, I I don't understand what you're saying, and yes, it is. It was it was still hard for me to understand how people do not understand that energy exists. Yeah, and we all have a soul, and I was married to an atheist. <laughs> That's what <I'm> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and yes. so it just took me on this journey, right? So along the way. Like, my parents used to deal in semi-precious gemstones. That's what they did uh, as a business. And so, (laughs) it was really funny. I had zero value for the gemstones, because my mom would put them on the dining table and sit there and knock away and look at her tourmaline. And she'd be like, I want to be buried in tourmaline. And we had lapis, and they dealt in the rough stone. So not made up crystal, the, the rough rocks. So I had rocks everywhere, I would step on the floor. Our plant pots would have like chips, lapis chips. And at that time, zero value. And I remember going to a a store, a crystal store in the US uh, years later and seeing little stones like this at $5. I'm like, oh my God, they're all over my house, right? And laughing, and my mom used to go to the, uh, both my parents used to go to the gem stores in Tucson, uh, Arizona full of like the cool hippie culture and you know, so things like psychics and new age healing and crystals were very commonplace. The books that were in my household, the silver method. um, You know, I remember buying my uh, dad conversations with God and actually meeting Neil Donald Walsh at a bookstore somewhere in California. I gifted my mom with, uh, you can heal your life uh, Luis, hey, I remember I was 16 years old and I bought my brother, I had moved to the US and I brought my brother Deepak Chopra's ageless body, timeless mind, you know? And so it was always part of who I was, not saying that I was all spiritually enlightened, but it was never, like I said, oh my God, I discovered this because I had a really bad incident in my life. It was
0: and that's the, the majority of the story of everybody uh, or the majority, not everybody, or the majority. It is like that is uh, a horrible depression, a divorce, a death of someone, an accident or sickness or something. But I do believe that there are grades of uh, awakening. And every time we go to the next stage, we're yeah. going to pass through at night of the soul and you're going to need uh, you're going to pass through your own things to go to the next level and that's what i call the next awakening yeah only one we have thousands
1: exactly exactly and then whatever circumstances you know present themselves in our life we have ways of responding to them or reacting to them some people don't respond they react and then people can stay in victim mentality and not rise above Uh, i'm really grateful that my journey on this planet has been started with an awareness and i didn't have to though don't get me wrong i went through a health crisis i lost my father who was my mentor my guide my best friend Uh, On his birthday, on his 60th birthday, he passed and I held his hand. And so I understood death. I understood losing a loved one. I believe me, like relationship problems, been there, done that, you know, issues with my own mother. We were like cats and dogs. And only now after years of doing my own work and having a, a better awareness and more compassion, am I able to have a much better relationship with my mother? And I say, you know, people see me as very joyful. They see me out and about and I'm always smiling and I'm always there, but people don't realize that I have gone through the depths of sadness, of depression, of financial struggle, you name it. And that's why I'm able to empathize with my clients rather than just sympathize with them no i have been there i have been laying on the floor miserable crying like my heart was ripped out you know in a bad relationship because all the crappy abandonment issues and all the stuff that we don't know at the time that comes through but what was beautiful is that somewhere along the line Knowing my connection to the creator, I learned to default to joy. And it's a decision. You know, I ran two happiness clubs, one in Dubai and one in Hong Kong. And when you study happiness, you realize that you have to create the happiness habit. You have to create the choice every moment you get choices, right? So you can choose to be miserable. You can choose to stay in victim Or you can choose to accept, acknowledge, appreciate your emotions and where you are to allow them to move through you so that you can choose to be happy again. And so I had a client just recently, she asked me, she was calling to see if we're a good fit to work together. And the last question she asked me, she goes, Dina, are you joyful all the time? And I was like, Hell no. I said I have my moments. I'll get angry when I'm driving my car and people don't know how to drive. Or I've had times where I'm sad or like I have I get stuck in things, but I've learned to default to joy. So I don't stay there. I can get back to that level where okay, life is okay. Everyone goes through. I tell I tell people this. Everyone, no one, not one person is going to be safe from any sort of drama, trauma, negativity, bad incidents. We're all going to experience poop in our lives. And knowing that, that we can go, ah, to be expected so that we allow things to pass and not get so attached Oh, my God, my father died. Oh, my God, I lost my business. Oh, my God. And stay in the, the valleys. valley. You
0: know, something that I have learned uh, as a coach and uh, it is there's people that actually get the energy being the victim and they like to be the victim. It serves and them. That, and they don't want to get out of there because they're getting the attention that they are needing instead of saying you know i need attention and we have I have a healthy relationship with other people they like to manipulate feeling the mm-hmm. victimhood and they want to stay there actually and uh, and to those people there the it's very hard to work with them because of that reason until they choose different right it's a matter of choice at the end and then- it's a matter
1: of awareness i think a lot of people don't even
0: know that they're doing that I have met people that they are aware okay. and they're aware of what they're doing. They uh-huh. are aware when they're manipulating, in fact. And but they feel from it because it's easier.
1: Yeah,
0: it obviously. Is, it is easier to be, uh, act like the sleeping person than to be the awake person. And I have heard that, like, oh my God, after you teach me all this. How to become and how to empower myself and get out of victimhood. I wish I was the old person because I now, every time I do stuff, I'm, I'm aware that yes. I, and now I feel guilty and I can be that old person that I used to be.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that. That is very uh, true of those that are not conscious that they're playing those subconscious games in their mind. You're a fellow Theta healer. We know how powerful the subconscious is. And like you say, some people stay in in that space because it's serving them in some way. They're benefiting. You know, we ask our clients, you know, what is that? How is that serving you to be in this space or to have that illness or that disease, and they're like, "Of course, it's not serving me. You know, this is bad. This is negative." And when when we have them, just think a little deeper. Oh well, at least my family comes and sees me now. At least they spend time with me. And then you see that they're using it as a positive motivation. And those that get the aha, then go on to the journey and realize. Crap, now I have to. Now that I'm aware, I have to make different choices. But so many people
0: are still fast asleep because it is it's a matter of choice. Mm-hmm. Become responsible for your own thoughts, emotions, and, okay. and feelings. It is, it is about responsibility, yes. And it's a matter of you want to be the spoiled kid forever until you die, or yeah. you want to become the responsible adult when you're 10. Age doesn't matter. It is no. about responsibility and the state of conscience.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, and and, uh, and that's a choice completely. And yes, hundred percent. I the healers that I have encountered all around the world are the ones that we have passed through much crap. Yeah, <laughs> because we can understand someone when he's telling us, "You know, this is painful because I'm passing through this." And if I have passed through the same thing, it is easier to serve them because right. they have more understanding of the pain they're well, more well, through.
1: compassion. Yeah, for sure. And like, so for me, you know, I had tried different healing modalities. Um, I ran a happiness club all through my life. Dina was the happy girl, the happy chick. She's always positive. She sees rainbows and unicorns. And I tell people, my father had told me a secret when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And, You know, that's why I say he was my guide and my best friend. We used to have lunches together um, and he told me one thing. He goes, Dina, never lose your bubbles. He said, you always do whatever makes you happy. Don't worry about anyone else, right? He goes, because many times your happiness will be a thorn to someone else. He said, as long as your intention is not to harm someone else, you be happy. He said, and now I'm talking in the 80s. My father said, You are the writer, the director, the producer, uh, the actor, the, you know, of your entire life. This world is yours, Dina. And this is, I'm 10, 11 years old, and he's telling me this. This world is yours. You choose. Do you want to see a comedy? Do you want to see a drama? Do you want to see a suspense thriller? And if you don't like your story, change it. And so with this awareness, and again, I'm talking about the 80s. Now, you know, it's more in the consciousness. Before then, not many people thought like this. Not many people had this level of awareness. And so I always chose to flip On to the happier side, because when I felt like crap, it's no fun. Like, I didn't enjoy being, oh, you know, oh, woe is me, and this sucks. It didn't
0: serve me. Yes, the the process of enlightenment or the ascension or whatever, they have different names for the same thing. It is, yes, it's a matter of choice what we choose the state we want to be. But at the same time, we are going to pass through our moments. No, it's not all fluffy and, and buffy. Oh, you know? mm. When I hear people say, oh, but why you get mad? It's, yeah. it's love and light. Everything is like, no, there are days that they're horrible. You know? There are oh, days that I am working with this emotion. And yeah. we are passing through that. If we didn't have to pass through more emotions, we would not be here. The Pachopra, right. the Lai Lama, they would not be in this plane.
1: Oh, 100%. And like, so people said, oh, Dina, you're always so happy. And I said, no, I choose it. I've gone through shit. Like, believe me, I was 14 years old and I started developing a skin condition, which developed into full-blown head-to-toe psoriasis. I lost most of my hair. I'm 14. I'm in the prime of puberty, right? I'm a young girl. And all we see are these beautiful people on magazines. And here I have patches on my arms. I have patches on my face. At one point in my life, I looked like a third degree burn victim. Like literally I had skin peeling. I would have to like sweep the bed and the floor and everywhere I sat, there would be just skin around me because I was shedding skin and it was so bad. But I could have been miserable. I could have chosen to be suicidal because it's self esteem. It is, you can't, it's something you can see. I remember being in Hong Kong and in the train station, and I would hold on to the railing and I had like some patches on my hand. Literally, people seeing my hand and moving back and like, like I was a leper, right? So I have been through hell. But again, the blessing was I knew my connection to the creator. I knew having this gift of life, this this blessing of being human was a gift. And I chose to be grateful for it. You know, I had doctors and nurses at UCLA going, we have patients who are three times your age, who are the grumpiest, most miserable human beings. They come here, you know, always in a bad mood. And they go, here you are 16 years old and you come in and you're so joyful. And yet your, your skin looks like that. And believe me, Monica, it was miserable. I was in pain. I had to do treatments. I spent so much time inside hospitals. And so people see the outside joy, but they don't know the work it took to get to that place and understanding happiness is a decision you have to keep at it because as humans we are defaulted to the negative we're defaulted to but at the same
0: time you don't honor your emotions when you're sad and permit yourself to be sad that day because that's part of being human human and honoring (laughs) yourself yes and honoring yourself. Yeah. Because else you're just pushing and pushing and pushing and sooner or later that is going to explode.
1: Exactly. And so I tell people, you know, yes, I am positive, but I allow my emotions because they're valuable. They're teaching me things. So if you're sad, acknowledge that you're sad. Accept it. Appreciate. Okay, what is the sadness teaching me? I'm going to sit... I'm going to cry. I'm going to listen to sad songs. I'm going to eat my ice cream. And I'm going to feel my heart ripping open. And it allows me to process that emotion so that the next day or two days later, I'm back to, huh. But if I didn't allow it and that, you know, they say the so-called toxic positivity. Oh, it's all okay. It's all okay. Mm-hmm. No. If you're angry, accept it. But don't st- Stay in that place. Do the work you need so that you can move forward and then be defaulted to joy. And it takes, it takes practice. It takes creating that habit, just like how we brush our teeth, just like how we get in our car and learn to drive. It takes practice.
0: Tina, I have a, a question because uh, I know what is that I actually, I am an hypnotherapist and I right. work in theta level all the time, besides of an neuro linguistic programmer, etc. Mm-hmm. All, all of those things. But many of our viewers um, have not, I believe you're the first theta healer that I actually. Oh, nice. There are so many modalities, there are more than hundreds. I can even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> need more people that uh, they have something new to teach me. Yeah. <laughs> but. Our viewers, uh, can you tell them a little bit, what is Theta Healer?
1: Sure. So I discovered Theta Healing probably in 2010, 2011. And then I got certified in 2012, so 10 years ago. Theta Healing is a healing modality that was created and founded by a woman called Vianna Stiebel, who's based here in the US. And she created this, I mean... No one can create anything brand new. She just put it together in a beautiful way that resonated science and spirituality and understood that we all, every single one of us has the power to become intuitive, to connect with the creator and to be able to understand what's going on in the subconscious mind. And so when I did my first course, it's about realizing that we can connect to the theta brain state. And that's a brain state where we are in that creative consciousness. The brain slows down to four to seven megahertz. And you are that time between sleeping and awake where you're not quite here, but you're not quite there. And that's like, Pure potentiality. It's your creative playground. That's where you can go and create your reality that people are talking about. So you learn this meditation to access your theta state and connect to the energy of all that is creator of all that is God, energy source, whatever it is, the terminology, right? And it's about. Understanding that 90% of our mind is subconscious. It is the behaviors we learn from the age of zero to seven. We're sponges at that time. We absorb everything from our parents, our, our culture, our ancestors, our peers, what we see on TV, what we read. If our mother maybe doesn't like seafood, generally we don't like fish. We think it smells. If they're afraid of dogs or cats, we pick up the conditioning, the programming. And then things happen and they get stored in our subconscious mind like a DVD read-only drive because we think hundreds and thousands of thoughts every day. We can't put attention to all of them. So then as we create neural pathways to teach us how to do things like go to, you know, drive in a car, we're creating neural pathways and patterns, and so we just operate on an autopilot on that automatic subconscious level. And, you know, you get up in the morning, you go, and we have these habits we've created. We brush our teeth. We go drink our coffee. We get in a car. We drive to work. We usually take the same way. And suddenly we're at the office going, oh, I don't even, you know, know how I got here. And I'm already here because of those pathways. And so what Theta Healing does, it's this, the the practitioner With permission, everything is permission-based because our subconscious mind is really aware and our body and mind does everything it does only to protect us. And so everything is permission-based. We do healing energy work, clearing soul fragments, clearing psychic hooks and attacks, also being able to intuitively scan a person. And when we do that, some people are really visual. They might be able to see someone's thyroid. They might be able to see some stuff going on in the body. Some people hear things. I have a mix. Sometimes I'll see something. Sometimes I'll hear a word or just have that inner knowing. All my clear senses are generally activated. And we identify limiting beliefs in someone's subconscious mind by doing these energy exercises and helping them identify why they're stuck. So, hey, do I have your permission to do X, Y, Z? And so I like to tell today's people that it's like defragging a computer, identifying a virus removing the virus and then putting new software with the codes so that you're able to operate the new software so it's identifying your beliefs and then releasing them changing them on all levels putting in new beliefs and giving you the downloads that you're able to operate from that space across time and space past present and future lives in between lives every language every version of you and so to me that healing modality really resonated with me. I've done Reiki. I've done different healing modalities. If you're a healer, you've tried several different things. But theta took my connection with the creator of all that is allowed me, which I didn't think I was intuitive. I remember sitting in my first class and they were like, "Scan this person's throat." And I'm like, "I don't know." And so, closed my eyes, connected. It took 20 minutes to connect to, you know, the theta state. I see a blue in this area or it feels stuck. And those were the things. Oh, look over the person's shoulder and see their guardian angel. I'm like, I can't do that. And slowly by slowly, as I trusted, and then the person in front of you validates you. Like I have seen things that are so like I would never know. People are like, how did you know that, Dina? I go, I was shown it. And the more I trust, the more I am able to validate my experiences, the more you you train yourself to understand and trust your intuition. So theta healing is a very powerful modality for any healer to use.
0: I agree. Are you a channeler then? Um
1: I would say we all are in certain extents. I know that when I write, there are days I will write things that are so profound that when I read them, I'm like, who wrote this? You know, and I know that when I sit on on my phone on the computer and it might be a little Facebook post, it might be an Instagram post, it might be an article. But when it flows right through me where I don't even have to think about it, I know it's divinely channeled. Usually it's a message for me, but I've learned to share and I'll get messages. I needed that. Oh my God, I understand that. Yes, thank you. I needed to hear that today. And so, yes, definitely there is channeling happening. Am I a channeler? Like, can I just sit there and channel I haven't learned those
0: skills yet. It doesn't work like that. I I am a I am a channeler and I teach channeling, yeah. and I'm channeling all day long. Sometimes I have to cut them off, like I need to go to sleep. <laughs> cut it right now. <laughs> it is, because you're never you understand that you're never alone. Yes. It's easier. and the, and many times I have gone into healings and they tell me, okay, now you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that. What is that used to do it? Okay, and I do it, and later on the client feels better, and it's like okay, and it's like what happened when they lived? The, what we did, and then they show me what they did, and it was a technique that I never heard about it. The Mayas were using it, and uh, and then I get more information about it. oh, that's what I did. Oh, that's cool. I learned something new. Right. And my, my, uh, my guides and my higher self are the ones teaching me how to do more right. or waking up different gigs or whatever that I don't mm-hmm. even have a clue uh, about them or no one teach me except for them. Yeah.
1: And it's beautiful. You know, the more we learn to trust and the more we practice using our intuition again, it's practicing, right? First, it's getting away from the disbelief. Like, how does this, this does not exist. You know, a lot of religions teach you that's the devil's work and no one else can talk to God and all these beliefs. Luckily I didn't have any of those, you know, I, like I said, I was blessed to be in a very spiritually aware household and had a guru and it was, it was beautiful, but there's so many blocks to things. I mean, there's still times where I'm like, I don't know how to do that, but then it comes through you, right? The more you surrender and
0: trust. For me, the majority of my clients are, we're removed programs of religion yeah and maybe that's why one of the reasons why i was born in a catholic family yeah so, so that i can understand the points and how to remove them because i had to remove it from yes. me to start believing in myself
1: 100 yes
0: but uh that was one of my trainings i believe it, I, it was and yes i i one of the big things that the religious put, like you say it is stop believing in yourself that you are not uh good enough to talk yeah. to, God, good enough or or you deserve to have your own guides or having your higher self right your own guidance and more than you start believing yes they just amplify it more and more and more and uh-huh. more different things comes every day and it's an adventure, actually. Yeah.
1: When you're tapped into the flow, like people, Dina, you're always winning things. Zena, you know, how come good things always happen to you? I'm like, when you're tapped in, and I'm not always, there are times where I will be completely disconnected because I, I then pick up all the society crap and my mother says something to me and, you know, then I go into my shell and then pretend that I'm not this powerful creator that I am and I will switch off but when I am connected it's it's like instantaneous you're thinking of something something happens something manifests oh i'd love to win this and you win it and like it just it people think it's magical it's just you being in the flow in the vortex and connected when we are connected so much just automatically happens what we don't realize is We live life in this little space thinking this is all that we deserve. And then even when we ask, we ask like this, right? When the creator says, stop holding your fist like this open so I can give you more, more. Like it's beyond our wildest dreams what we can receive. But the unfortunate thing, the subconscious conditioning, root beliefs, not good enough not worthy, undeserving, unloved, not valuable, you know, and not worthy of connecting to the creator. You need someone else. You need this intermediary to be connected to source energy. And it's all crap. I agree. Because we are part of the divine. And when we start to learn our truth and live in our truth, oh, so much magic gets created. <laughs>
0: I have a question. I, I find out uh, in the hard way, that it was very hard for me to work in two worlds, work like you are uh, right now vice chair of the, of the membership of the Hispanic chamber of commerce. Mm -hmm. And, and you're a Teta Healer. Mm -hmm. How do you manage into having the two worlds? And uh, do you hide that this part? Oh no. Or how do you work with that?
1: So I never actually Because, again, I think because I grew up in such an open household, I didn't think that I needed to hide anything. I didn't think of like, oh, people will think I'm crazy. I mean, I remember sitting there (laughs) very clearly. I was 25 years old. I was in a club, in a bar in New York. And I was literally rubbing my hands together and creating energy balls right and i was like oh my god can you feel that energy and people looking at me i'm like you catch and people so people already knew that dina was weird dina was a weird happy girl like you know but at the same time even in my teens i'd have friends calling me dina i have a exam can you send me good energy dina i have a job interview send me good juju so they understood I, I, and i didn't know how to check i was like okay i'm sending you good energy and understanding that the intention is enough even just having the intention so for me i lived in the corporate world i was marketing director had a million dollar advertising budget you know a team behind me doing fashion retailing in dubai um working in it but still being who i was the 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 thing of it like even in the corporate world even if I had to wear like, you know, suits and blah, blah, blah. I never was able to hide my authentic self. I was always still this bubbly, like even now, I'm the vice chair of membership for the RGB Hispanic Chamber. I'm on the Hispanic Women's Network of Texas board. Uh, you know, I'm part of several women's organizations and I'm very much involved In our local community, even being Indian, I'm honorary Latina in this world because, I mean, I'm on the border of Mexico, right? We're in South Texas. We're right by the border. I look Latina. And so for me, it doesn't matter if someone's Latina, if someone's Black, if someone's Indian, because I grew up beyond that, right? I grew up just souls. And so for me, it's about serving. I finally... After doing years and decades of working on myself and slowly stepping into my power, slowly being able to acknowledge the truth of who I am, I now can say that my purpose on this planet is to be a lighthouse of joy. I was literally just rebranding and I have created the title, I'm the joy activator. That is my DNA. I am here to create and activate people's joy codes. As, as random that, as that sounds to people. So, you know, I ran happiness clubs. I was always seen as the, the happy chick, the optimistic girl. And now it's coming to this place where it's my sense of power and purpose that, yes, I know that my energy speaks before me, that I can walk into a room, Monica and change the energy of the room ver- simply by my energy, not having to say anything. And it took me a while to get there because you have to be humble. You can't talk about yourself. Don't talk about your ego. And it's all bullshit because I'm not coming from a place of ego. It's a. It's coming from a place of true joy. Like, yes, you know, this is my purpose. And so for so long, so long, my self-worth was linked to society's definition of success, my bank account. And because my bank account didn't look like what, you know, was deemed successful, then I felt bad about myself. But I thought about it. I go, why am I allowing myself to define success by other people's definition? You define what success means to you. You define what brings you joy. And so more and more, I'm serving from a place of joy. So doing things in the community, being on boards in the the real world helps me find the clients that can see me operating in the world that they operate and understand that She's in this world. We went through COVID. Dina was doing dance parties on on Facebook live every single day. Like, who is this crazy girl, right? But I understood that I had the gift of being able to hold space in a time of crazy pandemicness. Not to say initially, I was like, we all went through because no one knew, nobody knew what was going on. But the moment I remembered that I'm in control, And then started doing these dance parties. And I had people all over the world. Dina, thank you. Changed my mind. When you do some training and you understand your brain, you know that your physiology matters. Your focus matters. The language, the words you speak make a difference. And so getting people to stop what they were doing, watching the news, to dance, to listen to music. They're changing their physiology. They're changing their focus. For a while, they're not talking. So you're literally changing everything about you so it's, it's just been magical and I've just added like no I've been certified in laughter yoga laughter therapy since 2016 when I moved here and all of a sudden I'm being hired to do laughter therapy in places I just did the city of Edinburgh over a thousand employees because mental health is so important right now right and when you understand that your brain does not know the difference between what is real and what is imagined, a light bulb needs to go on. That's how the top athletes created the success because they constantly imagined and played the film of success in their mind. The super performers, the super achievers, they have coaches, leaders, and mentors that help them train their mind. But we have to remind remember, it's not just your mind. It's body, mind, and spirit. It's all of it.
0: Yes, because at the end, it's, all is one.
1: Yes. We're not removed. We're not just our minds. We're not just our bodies.
0: Are you teaching groups right now or one-on-one or how you're working with people?
1: So I'm seeing like one-on-one, I'm doing my soul coaching with the Theta work, uh, one-on-one. I generally see women, though the funny thing is here in the Valley, I've seen a lot of male clients and I love it because it gives them... The, the shift and transformation to, to allow themselves to be heard, to allow themselves to be vulnerable, so doctors. Lawyers, judges in our local community. So I do one-on-one coaching, uh, using mainly theta healing and obviously other modalities that I've picked up throughout the decades. I know I look really young, but I'm turning 49 this year. So there's a lot of depth of wisdom that comes with it. Um, I'm also doing wellness workshops for organizations, for cities, for groups, um, laughter therapy. Uh, I'm going to be speaking at the Boys and Girls Convention next week here in the island uh, for South Texas Boys and Girls Club. And so I am I, doing um, different things, but my passion is really to be out there speaking to larger groups to help people activate their joy because it's time. People think that joy is just for the elite few, but you can choose to be happy right now. You can choose to be joyful. And people ask me, okay, Dina, what's the difference between happiness and joy? Most people link happiness to things or other people, but joy is a gladness for no reason. It's that when you're staring at that sunset and something just flows through your body. Like for me, I can have tears, At just the the mastery of the creator and its creation and my heart expands and I'm just in a state of pure joy and there's nothing that precipitates it, right? And so really teaching people it's time to reclaim their joy and no matter what's going on in your life, you have to practice and make that habit just like we made... Bad habits of smoking or drinking or bad habits create new good habits. Yes, it might take some time, but with some theta work and clearing beliefs, anything. We're the ones that think things have to take time. But in an instant, people have had miraculous healings. People have changed their lives with a simple decision. You know, so I tell people it's your choice. You Sometimes we don't have the choice of the situation we're in, right? Sometimes you marry someone, but you didn't marry their in-laws. And like the mother-in-law is a real giant witch. But you have the choice if you're going to allow someone else's energy to control you, or you get to choose that this is my space. I know what I'm allowing in and what gets to stay out. I am holding the remote control of my life because I am responsible. We talked about responsibility and self-responsibility. Most of the times we give the remote control to someone else. So they're pushing all our buttons. It's so-and-so's fault. It's the government's fault. I'm unhappy. It's my partner's fault. I'm unhappy. It's TV's fault. It's society's fault. Very easy, right? It's easy to blame other people. But when you take that remote control back, I tell people, hey, you're responsible And you get to change the channel if you don't like it, right? You want to be happy? Choose it. You want flowers? Stop waiting for your partner, you know, and getting pissed off because your partner can't read your mind and you want flowers. Go to the store, buy yourself a beautiful bouquet because it makes you happy. Take back self-responsibility, have that connection with the creator and realize
0: that we all deserve joy. We all do, but we have to create it. I saw saw in your biography that you were a writer. Do you have a book? I
1: don't have a book as yet. So I've written, that's why I didn't put author. I've written several articles for different magazines across the world. When I was living in Hong Kong, I was writing for a global publication. Here locally, I've written for a woman to women magazine, Fame RGV, and I've had articles published in physical uh, magazines and digital magazines and like i said those right those articles come through channeled through me and i'm usually talking about you know our mindset i'm talking about choosing happy i'm talking about self love filling our cups yeah meditation i'm part of infinite love here in the valley for the past 6 years and understanding and teaching people how to do guided meditations
0: how do you find I, I have lived in many, many places at the same time uh, as you. And how do you feel the energy in the Valley?
1: Good question. Um, It is different. I first came here seven years ago as a speaker. I was flown to uh, South Texas, McAllen, to be a speaker for Infinite Love. And when I came here... Obviously, Infinite Love had a group of people who were more consciously aware, who understood healing, meditation, so I came to speak, I led some guided visualizations, took people into Theta, and I saw so many clients, it was incredible. People were just like, oh, we had these, oh, Dina, let me tell you about my meditation that you just did. I saw this, I felt this, and people were blown away at what they experienced. And so I saw a lot of clients and a lot of people in down here, Catholic Christian backgrounds, right? But felt very boxed in, like there had to be more, like this religion wasn't allowing them to express how they truly felt. So I worked with people with religious beliefs and all sorts of things. But it is a different energy. I feel like we are in a space. That requires a lot of light. I remember telling the creator, send me to where I'm needed. I never in one million years ever imagined an Indian girl who was born in the Philippines, lived in Hong Kong, and all these big cities would end up, you know, owning a home in Edinburgh, Texas. I never, ever heard of it. But I was sent here for a purpose, you know? And I think we're in like a space that there's a vortex. People are waking up. There is a lot of resistance, but then again, the Mexican culture has the cuanderas and the
0: cuanderos and the limpias. I come from Mexico, and uh, the, the the people from here, even if they they their background is Mexican, it is not the Mexicans from Mexico.
1: Yes, it
0: for sure. Like the tacos from here are not Mexican tacos. <laughs> Tex Mex. Yes, this is Tex Mex culture in language, in food, and culture. Yeah. Yes. and uh, yes. It is, But it's not Mexican from Mexico because yeah. I used to have a metaphysical school in Veracruz. Yeah. That there was no curanderas in, in, in there. We were mer- working in different levels of metaphysics. Right. And I have not even seen that here.
1: Yeah, no, it is different. But I must say, in the six years I've been here, It is definitely expanding. There are definitely a lot more people that are opening to this energy. I was really privileged that I met Mexicans from Mexico who did different things. So you have like the shamans, you have the the moon dancers, you have people who are doing spiritual training. So they're all different levels, right? We know there are seven planes of existence, people working with the plant medicine, people working with the angels, people working with crystals and all sorts of levels. But to have that awareness and connect with that spirituality. So I was able to do so and create some soul family when I first visited. And that's what brought me back to the Valley, New York and LA. I was like, no, too expensive to even think about getting started. And people like, well, Dina, if you're a healer, why not Austin? Right. It's much more, but it was a Valley for me. And it's, it's proving to be like a beautiful space. And I'm excited to be here and share. Um, And I I, I try to share practical spirituality and that's why I think it's easier. It's not as woo-woo. Though, like me and Vic were doing full moon and new moon uh, meditations with ecstatic dancing and sound bath and sound healing and, you know, people are more aware to it. But I talk really practical spirituality how do you take care of yourself, body, mind, and spirit? And keeping it really be basic that people are expanding their their but it's not too far out where they're like you're crazy and what are you talking about?
0: Yes, I, I have teach here uh and uh, and that's more woo woo and yeah yes. and, and I, yes. because that's what I that's what I am. Yeah, yeah, my Chandler, that's my main thing. But yes, I am moving. Now, <laughs> yeah, are you? Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I did my my service for twenty two years.
1: Oh, I, and 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 that's it, right? I think we are sent to places we needed. Our energy is needed, and so that's why I've been all over the world. And right now, this is home. Is it home? The next five years, I don't know. And that's the beauty of it. I've always been this global nomad. I've always been like. Let's play. Let's play. You know. And
0: let's see where our spirits take us.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. And it's fun to me. If it's not fun, I don't want to do it. And for me, you know, people are like, you know, be practical, and life can't be all about fun, and you can't make money. But you know, I'm like, that's your belief. Yeah. You know, I believe that I can do these virtual uh, these retreats across the world in beautiful exotic locations. Teaching people body, mind, and spirit while having fun, dancing, understanding the sensual pleasures of life, like even just eating mindfully and enjoying the experiences of our senses. And it's just mindfulness. Because I tell everyone, I tell my clients, the secret to enlightenment is awareness. If you are aware of what you're thinking, you're living in the present moment. You're in the here and now because most people either live in the past and because they're living in the past, they're recreating their future based on the thoughts they're thinking of the past or they're living in the fear of the future and again, creating more fear. But when you are aware and you understand what you're thinking, then you can catch yourself, delete the thought, replace it with a better serving thought and create a future that is based on now rather than all the past trauma and baggage and crap that we carry unnecessarily.
0: Yes, I totally agree with that. I teach yes. them. Yeah. And huh. our viewers <coughs> are enjoying uh, this program. And please, if it helps you or others, please share it with other people. And Dina, I love the, the ending note that you leave, leave us. And thank you so much. And hopefully this is not the the last time. Yeah. More, uh, More interviews with you and we can touch different themes.
1: Yeah, I would love that. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast and on your show. I really appreciate sharing. And I know we're like-minded souls. So everything I said resonated and we speak the same language. So it's it's a beautiful thing. And uh, thank you for allowing me to share with your community. It's, it's really special
0: for me. Thank you, Dina. And yeah. thank you everybody. And thank you for being here in Soul Talk. This is Monica Ramirez. Wario of Love. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system path to the heart that I created just for you. Head over to Monica Ramirez and you will find free resources in there. You can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.